Welcome to Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, seven figure real estate investor and entrepreneur. This is your chance to gain insight and connect with women who are earning seven figures or who have a portfolio of assets in the multiple seven figures. We'll be focusing on how to get you to your next level. Think of this podcast like your new circle of friends cheering you on. From setting your mindset to developing financial goals, formulating plans, and how to make it happen. Secrets of Seven Figure Women exist to inspire you to work on your financial future and build a legacy. Wondering how other women have done it? Learn directly about their systems, structure, and how they're choosing to have an impact. If you're motivated, driven to succeed, and want the steps to learn more, we'll discuss how you can take control of your financial future without anyone holding you back. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Welcome to Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, and I am so excited to introduce you today, our guest, Nick Pigeon. Nick is, she's been named the most outstanding positive psychologist in 2018. She has a master's of science, a bachelor of science, a few things I'm not sure what they are, but she's very smart. <laughs> she's award-winning, uh, best-selling author um, of Now Is Your Chance. And Nick, I didn't tell you this, but I teach Ooh. a fourth-year degree. I'm holding the book up right now, so that's why you're next. Whoop. <laughs> I teach a fourth-year inspiring people for exceptional performance, and this book is one that we use in the book club. So I'm just saying, I love the book. Amazing. Uh, we're fa- you know we're fans over here. Nick is also an international speaker. She's a certified high performance and success coach. She's got more than a decade of experience helping women create massive breakthroughs and lasting positive change in life and business. Welcome to the show. What else can I say, Nick? Well, thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited for our conversation today. And Nick is so awesome. I had to ask her as we were just um, getting the intros going here, uh, was she still in Hawaii or is she back in LA? So she's confirmed she did not work in Hawaii, but she's back in LA. So <laughs> glad, uh, glad we can have a chat today. Nick, just, you know, for everybody out there, tell us, you know, where you started or how did you get on this path, you know, of success? Well, I definitely didn't start in LA, that's for sure, (laughs) as you can tell by my dodgy accent. So I'm originally from the UK, from a place called Newcastle, and I grew up just having a pretty standard, pretty normal childhood, had a big goal of earning 30,000 per year. And that at the time, that was a lot. It was kind of above average wage And I wanted to go on to be a mechanical and automotive engineer. And that was what I was signed up for. I got two scholarships to go study at university and then had a complete career change from that point. That's uh, that's fascinating. (laughs) Talk about a shift. So 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 tell us about the shift. Yeah. Tell us what happened. I mean, at that early age, it was, I feel like it's so tough for kids these days to know what it is they want to do at the age of 17. I was signed up for engineering because I thought it was something that I should do. I thought it was the thing that was going to keep options open and I would be this woman in a man's world of engineering and it would be like a cool thing to do because I'd always studied maths and physics. And it actually turned out that that was the thing that other people wanted me to do. And when I tuned in more to who I was and what it was that lighted me, like lit me up, I found that actually I had this real curiosity around human behavior. 
Mm-hmm. So my partner, who at the time was a cricket player, had been seeing a sports psychologist. And he said, like, when, when you're into bat and you're on the cricket pitch, don't look at the fielders around you. Look for the gaps in between the fielders instead. So that hit me like a ton of bricks because I thought, like, why do people spend so much time complaining and blaming or focusing on paying the bills or focusing on the arguments that they've had rather than focusing on what's possible and how we can be do create and have so much more. So I cancelled my degrees and I went through a process in England called clearing, which is basically when everybody else has got their places in university, there's a pile of places that are left over and you can kind of scramble and compete to go through clearing to get these places. So I ended up studying sport with psychology and really found my groove in that space and place, became a personal trainer, started to work more in the goal-oriented accomplishment space, which just felt much more progressive for me. I love that. I uh, have a phys ed degree, so I did take one class in sports psychology. So as you share that story about your past partner that was a cricket player, I really, that resonates for me. And I, I love that, you know, looking for the gaps. And I you know, I wonder, um, you know, if we all took that to heart, you know, looking at where is the opportunity, you know, instead of what's holding us back, you know, where can we go from there? And I imagine that's, that would take us to today. I know you coach and mentor a lot of women to drive their success. So maybe tell us more about what you're up to these days and what you're working on. Yeah, I do mentor a few dudes as well. So okay. <laughs> I'm primarily women, but yeah, a few yeah. guys as well. And I help, I've got two major disciplines. So I've got a love for positive psychology, as you know. That's where I write my books. That's very much where my professional expertise is. And then I have this love for entrepreneurship as well. So we have business masterminds where we help women coaches primarily set up and scale businesses through the six-figure, seven-figure, and multi-seven-figure level. And then I also have the Positive Psychology Coach Academy, which is a certification which trains coaches in the positive psychology tools so that they can actually use them with their clients and also integrate them within their lives. So they're the two tracks that we have within the company. And it just feels like I now have this career that allows me to do what I love every day. But more than that, it's a career that I've built that really feels so much more in alignment with my mission. And it really feels very fulfilling for me to be able to see, okay, like we've got these tools from marketing or from positive psychology, and we're going to go give these leaders these tools and get them trained and get them accomplished in these, thinking about the potential of that. So it's not just me working with one client, it's me working with leaders who then work with clients and the Mm. impact of that to really shift and change our world. That's really what's exciting for me. Yeah, I, I love that because it does create that exponential impact right? You're not just helping one, one person here or there, but, you know, teams and teams, you know, hundreds or thousands of, of people. That's, that's a lot of impact. Have you had any, you know, I think about your, the psychology side of things. And of course, you know, that's, um, I think there's a lot of fears to overcome, et cetera, to be successful. Is there anything you found that was challenging for you, you know, as you've been moving through all of this, that's something that you've struggled with that you've had to overcome yourself or maybe get speak Absolutely. to that? How long have you got? <laughs> I think the big thing about running like a million dollar company or like our company is a multi-million dollar per year company now. And I made my first million before I was 30. 
Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I think people look at that and it's very sexy and it's very exciting. And it's like, yeah, like I want to have that accomplishment. But people don't really take into account what that actually commands of you as a human, as a leader, and what you have to do and who you have to be more so in order to show up, in order to receive those kinds of results. So if I start right back when I started in business, my first problem, (laughs) my first problem was that I didn't have anyone around me to role model the way. My parents were not entrepreneurs. I hadn't grown up being taught about money. I hadn't grown up being taught about business. So the way that I started to build my business was literally one foot in front of another, just learning as much as I could along the way. And I had my business in Newcastle to start off with, where I was showing up and I was leading motivational events, teaching positive psychology tools. I had a supplements company. I was doing my personal training and I was doing my coaching from a consultation room where I was charging £40 an hour, which is about $50 (laughs) an hour for single sessions as well. So I learned very quickly that that was a lot of um, diluted time and attention and it wasn't really bringing me the money that I desired or I felt like I deserved. So something had to change at that point and it was really more to do with business model at that phase because I just didn't know what I didn't know. Then when I moved into the next phase, I got much more into the money mindset phase of things where I realized that I had scarcity issues, quite frankly. Mm. And I had a belief that it was hard to make money. And when I wound things back, I looked at where that could have come from. And for example, my dad has always been really, really hardworking. He always got up, he went to work early, worked long days, came back, and we just always knew him as that. So I grew up being a hard worker and really having this attachment to, if you want to be successful, you've got to work hard. And that stood me in good stead for a long time because I've been very determined, very proactive, and it made me believe that it always had to be a struggle. So Mm. I had to do some unpacking of that. I also did some unpacking of things that I've been taught when at Christmas time we'd gone to the toy store and, you know, when all the kids have like the same game at Christmas. Yes. (laughs) And like going to the toy store, my mum and dad used to get one family game. Then my brother used to get a game and I used to get a game. I used to be so excited because I was going to get the cool game for the year. So I was like, look at all the games on the shelf. And I'd be like, right, that's the one that I want. That's the cool game. And my parents used to always say to me, no, Nick, you can't have that one that you want, but you can have this one over here. So I grew up being almost conditioned that I can't have what I want, Mm -hmm. but I can have something that's less than. So I think Uh, whenever I'd like gone into business or set myself a goal, I'd started to get just just almost there, almost to where I want to be, but not quite there. So I had to do a lot of work around that and a, a lot of money mindset work, meditations, like mantras, kundalini yoga, a lot of practice around shifting my thinking so that I was thinking on an abundant frequency before I was able to actually call in the money. Mm. You know, it's so interesting because it, you know, some of these things maybe, you know, of course your parents weren't thinking about what was, what the, what the impact they would have on you. And I'm thinking, what do I do with my children now? (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Because you don't want to be, you know, you're trying to help them out, not set them up for failure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I love that analogy and how you express that and explain that because there's some things that you're right. I mean, things happen as we're uh, younger and then growing up, we don't realize the impact that it has. So, but I love that you had to transform your mindset and I, I can relate to that. I mean, from the real estate side of things, um, you know, growing up, you're told like buy a house and pay off the mortgage, not take on tons and tons of debt. <laughs> but what yeah. do you do as a real estate investor? You take on tons of debt. And what do you do as a, you know, successful business coach and, you know, entrepreneur and author like you are, you're going for it, right? You know, I, when I make sure actually, it's a, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge shift, you know, even thinking the the first time I met you, you know, you're speaking on stage in front of, I don't know, thousand, 2000 people. I mean, you tell me, but it was a big audience. And, uh, and so really seeing you go for it, it's, it's amazing that that's one of the challenges that you had to overcome. Hmm. What would you say is your biggest success that you would, now that we've talked about your struggle a bit, what would you say is the biggest success that you've had or something that you're most proud of? Yeah, it's interesting because actually my biggest success is something that you might think is really small and really subtle. And it's Mm -hmm. being able to get out of bed every day and be the same person and be myself through everything that I do. So when I stood on that stage, I'm the same version of Nick that's here on this show that is out for dinner with friends. And I just think that's such a huge, powerful, beautiful thing because it brings with it a lot of peace through that authenticity and through that being in integrity that makes life and business seem so much easier. And I actually didn't used to have that. I used to be the positive psychologist that showed up as being happy all of the time and putting on a front and almost had this like divide between the way that I felt on the inside when times were tough and the thing that I was putting out on the outside So it's like I've had the opportunity to integrate those two pieces of myself through the work that I do and through showing up on social media and various different things. So I'd say that that is my proudest thing. Obviously, if we want to go into like big celebrations and stuff, we've got like best-selling books and awards and having a big business and a big team and all of that, which also feels really, really good as well to have accomplished those things. No, but I love that. I love that it's as simple as, you know, being the same person consistently every day and then not having to worry about who you are. But uh, that resonates more, actually, because we we know you're awesome. <laughs> so, Nick, where are you going with things? Like what's kind of on the frontier for you or what's coming up? What's next? Where, I mean, where should we be watching last, for you? In the last year or so, I think we've had such a like an opportunity to take stock of what's important and to really look at what humanity needs as we start to navigate a a new way of living and a new way of of doing life and business. If we look at the really practical side of things, people now know that Zoom is an important tool that everyone needs to use. If we look at the spiritual, emotional, psychological component, we didn't just have a pandemic, we had a mental health pandemic too. And I really don't feel that people have acknowledged the impact that being at home behind closed doors on your own has had on so many people. So we were really well positioned in the industry to teach sales and marketing and also positive psychology. So it was really amazing to see people lean so much into those two areas of being able to grow their income on their own terms and then be able to feel better too. 
So I really just want to continue to develop mastery and be excellent in those realms and take things like the positive psychology coach certification and be able to enroll and certify thousands of positive psychology coaches. Because I just see that can have such a big impact on our world, as well as that I'm doing a new book called Force of Nature. And I've got two documentaries coming out as well. You do? Oh, can you tell us, can you share a little bit more about uh, your new book, the documentaries? Yeah, so the documentaries are really fun. So they're kind of like an insight into the coaching industry, my journey of coaching, and then our clients' journey within coaching as well. Mm -hmm. So the industry is so like growing so rapidly and people still don't know what we do. It's like, oh, those weirdos over there who are like, (laughs) (laughs) who are coaches, what is that? Right. So it's a, an education piece. And one of those documentaries also slated to come out on Amazon, which feels really good to be able to, mm-hmm. to get into the homes of people that can benefit from this like illumination and greater understanding. And then the book dives deeper. So it takes now as your chance as kind of like the first step of here's what positive psychology is. Here's all of the tools And I want to lean into what it is and why it is that some people are high performers and some people Mm -hmm. go through challenge and adversity and struggle and go on to not just survive or thrive, but go on to perform better than ever before Mm -hmm. and why other people decide to quit. So I'm so curious about what that point is, or is it, is it a decision or is it just a general environment or genetic or a spiritual journey? What is it that makes someone decide to keep going no matter what and actually become unstoppable? Yeah, that's incredible. So have you discovered any of the outcome through your research on that yet? Or do you have anything that you can share with us? Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And actually, my what my hypothesis is, I'm asking a lot of people and doing a lot of interviews. What my intuition is, is that it's not just one thing. Like, I'm actually also fascinated by a concept called complex adaptive systems, Mm. which is the idea that, let's say you throw like five people in a room, it's not just going to be the sum of those five people that can create something together it's actually almost like a phenomenon and something greater than those five people added together that comes out of that experience so I feel like it's going to be a combination of things like hope so that's a big thing when it comes to suicide if somebody Mm. has hope then they're more likely to keep on going I also think social support I think like a spiritual connection is going to impact I think having like perhaps practiced resilience or having some sort of grit in other experiences, which can help build that muscle and then carry people through. So when do you think that book's coming out? (laughs) 2022, hopefully, Mm. maybe 2023. Things are kind of backed up in the publishing world now. Yeah. Well, I mean, people are sitting at home writing, people are sitting at home writing books, I think. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that does sound fascinating, though. It's uh, it's exciting to hear what the the next book is for you. So, yeah. And I think a lot of uh, well, a lot of people listening would be interested to find out more. So, you know, if you were giving some advice to somebody that's listening and they're thinking, you know, I want to go on this path or I want to be pushing, I want to be, you know, out there getting to the next level. What what advice would you give someone? Get started faster than you feel comfortable. 
like mm. throw yourself into pursuing your dreams and your goals because when you have that fire inside or you have that little sense of like like flicker or a flame or sense of intuition that there's something more meant for you then that's an indication that yes there probably is so mm. I see so many people like not going after their dreams when it's all more than possible the other thing that I've realized is whilst I believe in going fast and accelerating towards results I also wish throughout this journey I had had more patience now it sounds weird that they're two things that I feel like people can have more of but when I started in business I was so frantic and so panicked that I had to make money right now mm. that sometimes I launched things and tested too many things at once and they weren't optimized or I launched something, didn't scale it properly and took my eye off the ball and went on to the next shiny new object. So I think there's something to be said for patience and consistency and methodically launching or methodically continuing to deepen down your roots and ground in a foundation rather than hopping all over the place. So I think when you've got those two things, when you commit to going faster and being determined and also exercising patience, you can have a beautiful combination that combines to create success. Oh, that's that's wonderful. But but I hear what you're saying. If you don't run with it, then you're going to sit back and, and watch and wish you're going to wish you did it versus going for it. So uh, I love that you're going for it in so many ways. Is there anything else you'd like to share with somebody that's listening today? They're thinking, you know, is this for me? Can I, can I make this happen? Is there anything else, any other secret that you would share? I mean, I even, even if you're sitting in the question, is this for Mm. me? It means that you already have the intuitive guidance that yes, it is because you're asking the question, you've got that curiosity and it doesn't have to be that you go and decide you want to set up a seven figure business because it's not for everyone. People don't want to have the responsibility that comes with that. And we've got so many clients that really love being at the six figure mark. They've got a lot of freedom, they've got a lot of ease. And then we've got a lot that are at the seven figure and multi seven figure mark. So I would say just feel into what it is that feels good for you. Follow your your passions, your purpose, get clear on your why reason and start to notice those little intuitive nudges. Like I had at 17 that said, Mm. don't do mechanical engineering, go and study psychology instead. Listen to those whispers. I love it. So Nick, where can people find you? Uh, We'll have all of your links in the, in the notes, but you know, is there any way that you would like people to reach you or contact you? Yeah. So I love Instagram. I love hanging out on there. I love chatting with everyone. So I'm Nick Pidge on Instagram and then our websites at nickpidgeon.com as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. So excited for all of your success and all the things that are coming for you. And uh, really a pleasure to have you on the show today. So thank you so much, Nick. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Secrets of Seven Figure Women. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to be featured on the show, you can reach me directly at secretsofsevenfigurewomen.com. Thanks for listening.